The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the three-and-a-half-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishneeweiss.substack.com on October 9th, 2020, and republished on October 5th, 2023. The article is entitled Shemini Atzeris 5781, The Festival of Holding On, and the little blurb I wrote says, I wrote this during the fall of 2020 as we headed into the winter of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm glad I encountered this idea at that time and incorporated my thoughts and feelings into the article. And the reason why I am reissuing this now is because I am concerned that I will not be able to finish my Shemini Atzeris article, or I guess my <laughs> my Sukkot article before Shemini Atzeris this year. So I just want to make sure people have something to, to read. Okay. Shemini Atzeris 5781, the festival of holding on, and I'm not going to read all the footnotes. I think I'm just going to read the footnotes that um, involve uh, content, uh, not just uh, citations. Okay. The thematic identity of Shemini Atzeris is obscure for a number of reasons. Among them, one, Shemini, eighth, indicates that this is the eighth day of the seven-day Chag Sukos and would therefore share in its themes. This supposition is reinforced by the fact that we refer to both Mo'adim, both holidays, as Zman Simchasenu, the time of our rejoicing. Halakhically, however, Shemini Atzeris is regarded as a Chag Bifnei Atmo, its own independent festival, which suggests, or at least leaves open the possibility, that it has its own thematic identity separate from that of Sukkos. Two, the word Atzeris is subject to a number of different translations, including assembly, detainment, refraining, lordship, and more. Unlike Pesach and Sukkos, it is difficult to deduce the theme of the holiday from its name. Three, this problem is compounded by the fact that the seventh day of Pesach is also called Atzeres in the Torah. What relationship does it have to Shemini Atzeres, if any? Footnote, Shavuos is also called Atzeres, but only by the rabbis, not in the Torah itself. Four, the other regalim, the pilgrimage festivals, each have their own mitzvos which reflect their themes. In contrast, Shemini Atzeres has no special mitzvos associated with its observance. Five, there are few clues provided in the text of the written Torah to help us figure out what it is that we are celebrating, other than the cryptic, quote, it shall be an Atzeres for you, end quote, from Vayikra 23.36. In his commentary on that phrase, Rashi offers an explanation based on a midrash. Quote, it is an Atzeres, literally a holding back. This phrase means... I have held you back with me, capital M, God talking, like a king who invited his children to a festive meal for a certain number of days. And when it was time for them to depart, he said, my children, please stay with me for one more day for our parting is difficult for me. Uh, It would uh, end quote from Rashi. It would appear that Rashi is doing more than just weighing in on the translation of Atzeres as a holding back. It would seem that the Midrash he cites sheds light on the theme of Shemini Atzeres, namely that it represents an effort on the part of Hashem to hold back his children, as it were, because he finds our departure difficult. Obviously, this is intended to be understood allegorically. The question is, what is the meaning of the allegory? Rav Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg, uh, a.k.a. Haksav Hakabala, cites Rashi and explains the import of the allegory. Quote, in this manner, we can also say that from our perspective, the last Yom Tov of Pesach and of Sukkos are called Atzeres, meaning being held back, 
referring to the difficulty of separation on account of all the precious lessons we have acquired in our souls through Hashem's Mo'adim and the preparation for sanctity that we have attained through them. For this is why they are called Mikra'i Kodesh, as we have explained above. We ask that these lessons be held back with us and remain with us even after the conclusion of the festival, and regarding these spiritual lessons we have internalized over the days of the festival, that we not abandon them when the Moed ends. End quote. According to Rav Mecklenburg, Hashem's reluctance to part ways with his children is a metaphor for our reluctance to part ways with Moadim and all the lessons and sanctity we have gained through their observance. It is these perfections that have brought us close to Hashem during these times of sanctity. Strictly speaking, the cycle of Moadim should end with Hoshana Rabbah, the last day of Chol HaMoed Sukkos. If that were the case, however, we would be at risk of returning to our normal non-Moadim life and losing all of the gains we've made along the way. To counteract this eventuality, Hashem established this extra moed of Shemini Atzeres, endowed with its own kedusha, sanctity, but without its own mitzvos or independent themes, as an opportunity to reflect on the insights we have gleaned over the course of all the moadim, and to face the fact that unless we take care to hold on to what we have gained, we will be in danger of slipping back into the same mindset and habits we had before being enlightened and transformed by the moadim. At the end of his comments here, Rav Mecklenburg refers his reader to his commentary on Parshas Pinchas, where he elaborates on the purpose of the Mo'adim in general and their connection to Shemini Atzeres. Here comes a long excerpt. Quote, According to all the explanations listed above, it is necessary to clarify why the Torah singles out the last day of Pesach and Sukkos by the name Atzeres. The answer, it seems, is that the Torah nicknamed it this in order to teach us something tr- of tremendous benefit. Namely, that since people's desires for temporal acquisitions are very powerful, and the labor for them weighs heavily upon them, and the more one increases them, the more he diminishes the eternal acquisitions, therefore it was the goal of the God-given Torah to free people from this great servitude, which has no benefit, and to exchange it for the Kabbalah's Malchus Shemaim, the acceptance of heavenly kingship. Footnote, uh, I cannot help but, this is my footnote, I cannot help but associate to one of my favorite of Thoreau's quips in Walton, as if you could kill time without injuring eternity. Okay, back to uh, Rav Mecklenburg. For this reason, the Torah established the Moadeh Hashem, which according to their straightforward objective is to provide us with a great motivation not to be excessively involved in transitory possessions, but only to the extent that is necessary, and to only strive to acquire them insofar as we need and only in accordance with the avoda service commanded in the God-given Torah, in order to give our souls success in the eternal world. For this reason, they are called Moedeh Hashem, meaning designated times for godly matters, far removed from the various types of striving for temporal possessions. These times, designated exclusively for avoda Hashem, divine service, will make a great impression on our souls, enabling us to acquire a firm disposition to reject excess worldly possessions in order that our striving after them during the days of the week will not be for their own sake, but for the benefit which results from them in attaining the true and eternal purpose. Therefore, these Mo'adim are also called by the name Mikra'i Kodesh, literally holy convocations, the intent of which, as we explained in Emor, is to convey preparation and readying for sanctity in reference to the precious lessons that are alluded to in the Mo'adim in order to motivate us to separate ourselves from the excesses of this world and from striving after temporal possessions. 
Our preparedness for sanctity in the Mo'ad Hashem will serve as a great precautionary fence and a universal remedy for the time period which follows after the Mo'ad when we return to matters of material involvement, so that we don't deviate through them from the path that is proper for an elevated person, and that we direct all of our activities and movements exclusively towards a sublime purpose, to the extent that our necessary involvement in this world for our material bodies is only in order to draw its existence towards the true perfection of serving its Creator, or to that which is instrumental to his service. In order to ensure that this desirable purpose remains after the festival is over, clinging to holy thoughts that we have acquired during the days of the Moed, without distancing them from our souls upon the completion of the Moed, uh, but they should be held back with us with all the powers of our souls for the upcoming time period. It is for this reason that the last day of Pesach and Sukkot is called by the name Atzeres, the festival of holding on. That is to say, a day on which we strengthen ourselves with all of our might to seize with our souls the precious lessons we have internalized for all the days of the festival and to not abandon them with the conclusion of the festival, but to retain them with us and to bring the preparedness for sanctity of the days of the festival from potentiality to actuality in the days of work that will follow the festival. End quote from the Ksav HaKabbalah. According to Rav Mecklenburg, the general purpose of the Moadim, aside from the specific themes of each Moed, is to properly frame our involvement in material acquisitions, recognizing that these possessions are only temporary, and that the more we strive after them, the more we forfeit our true success, which is eternal. The six-month period of time after the cycle of Moadim, from the end of Tishrei until the middle of Nisan, poses a unique threat. During this time, we are exclusively occupied with the day-to-day labor of acquiring our material needs. This is a real danger that the impact... Sorry, there is a real danger that the impact of the Mo'adim will wear off. To counteract this, we were given the final Chag of Shemini Etzeres to ready ourselves for the metaphysical winter that will soon follow. Uh, footnote, uh, my footnote, footnote 12. According to this explanation, why is the seventh day of Pesach also called Etzeres when it will not be followed by such a long period of non-Kedusha? Perhaps because Pesach is the beginning of the harvest season, a time when we will be preoccupied with material success in a different way. There is a danger that all of the spiritual growth we underwent as a result of the Chagamatos will be overridden by the stresses and exertions of the harvest season. Although not as great of a threat as the long winter, it is enough that the Torah had to establish an Atzeres specific to the Chagamatos. Okay, uh, back to the body of the article. Uh, And remember, this was written uh, in uh, fall of 2020. I think it's safe to say, for most, of, if not all of us, uh, that the cycle of Mo'adim this year, the year of COVID-19, has resulted in a unique sen- set of transformational insights. Our Pesach, our Shavuos, and our Sukkos this year have been different from all other years. Footnote, uh, rabbinically speaking, the themes of Pesach began a month earlier at Purim, and we certainly rem- remember how Purim this year marked the real turning point in our lives. Back to the main body of the article. At each point along the way, we have experienced highs and lows. We have learned things about each other and about ourselves, as individuals, as a nation, and as a species. The insights generated by the plague have intermingled with the insights embedded in the Moadim and their mitzvos, resulting in new perspectives that might otherwise never have been brought to mind. And the winter we will soon face may be one of the darkest in our lifetimes. On this Shemini Yetzirah, the festival of holding on, we will have the opportunity to contemplate the personal growth we have undergone in these past seven months and to ready ourselves for the months that follow. This will be a Yom Tov, a time to have simcha, joy, in our material and metaphysical portion. But, as Shlomo HaMelech said in Kohelis 11.8, quote, let him rejoice in all of them, but let him remember that the days of darkness will be many, end quote. We must not content ourselves with the illusion that the clarity we have gained from the Mo'adim of the year of COVID-19 will remain with us. 
If we wish to retain what our souls have acquired, then it is in our best interest to use this final Chag to reflect, to mobilize, and to strategize ways to hold on to this year's life lessons. Because if not now, when? When we are in the throes of this coming year, with all its uncertainties? Quote, Give portions to seven and also to eight, for you never know what calamity will strike the land. End quote from Kohalas 11.2. Do not content yourself by having made progress through these past seven months. Secure what you have gained by using Atzeris of the Eighth for its intended purpose, for you never know what this year may bring. I wish all of us a Chag Sameach, one through which we may hold on to what we have gained this year. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah content fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.